welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, and welcome to episode 246 of the podcast. I am so, so glad that you're here today because we have a truly extraordinary mom to share with you today. I really hope your summer is going well. We're one week in. Everyone's still alive and surviving and thriving. <laughs> I'm just going to start this interview. Today, my guest is the incredible Tara Jones. Tara is somebody that I found online and I'm so grateful for it because her positivity literally jumps off the Instagram feed. Her daughter, Indy Lou, doesn't hurt either. She is a darling two-year-old who happens to have Down syndrome and recently was diagnosed with cancer. We are recording this literally in the midst of treatment. She has about six months of treatments where they are in the hospital three weeks, out one week, and back again. It is no easy thing. But their perspective with which they're approaching this season of life that could get them down, no, no. Their goal is to leave everybody better and happier than when they walk in their hospital room. I truly admire Tara for that inner strength, and I want to hear more about her motherhood journey and her sweet Indie Lou. So let's get to my conversation with the incredible, extraordinary Tara. All right. I am so honored to be chatting with Tara Jones this morning. Hi, Tara. Hi. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Good. You recently moved this weekend, and so it's a little bit crazy around your parts, but I just want to thank you for taking the time this morning to share on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, so fun. So for people that may not know you, I found you online initially because, hello, you're cute Indie Lou. You just stop in your tracks when you see her, and you're like, come on. It does not get any cuter, and it does not – both of you and your smiles, you just exude joy, and those are the people that I just love following along with, and as you faced – additional challenges these last few months my heart has just been broken for you at times and I've just been praying for you but really I've been so inspired mostly and I hope you felt lifted by the prayers of so many I know that are rallying rallying around you oh yeah thank you you're so sweet um I think everybody when they see Indy just stops in their tracks yeah. honestly. I don't know how you couldn't. She's so cute. <laughs> she is. Um, she is. But for people that may not know you yet and they will now, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Yeah, so I am a first-time mom to a cute little Indy Lou and um, my husband and I, my husband is B and he's we have been married for 10 years now and it took us five years to get pregnant so it was a long journey for us and um we we tried everything put our heart and souls into trying to have a baby and finally on our second round of in vitro we were able to conceive and we actually got pregnant with twins from that and then when we were 11 weeks along we lost one of the babies um but Indy, strong little thing, she was the mm-hmm. very last embryo that we had and the only one that made it and held on. So um, it was a really healthy pregnancy. I felt amazing. I loved being pregnant. It was so much fun, and I felt so good. 
Um, and then when Indy was born, we were surprised with a diagnosis of Down syndrome. So when we had like our 20 week ultrasound, the anatomy scan there, they did not pick up on anything really that would have, um, concerned them about Mm -hmm. Down syndrome. And we chose not to do the, the testing that you do during pregnancy. I can't think, I can't think of the name right now, but the the fetal screen. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 The fetal, the fetal screen for Down syndrome. We chose not to do that. Um, so anyways, it was incredibly shocking and I am a nurse practitioner now and, Prior to that, I was a nurse for eight years. I worked in the emergency room, and I specialized in pediatrics. So wow. I was familiar with kids with Down syndrome, but the kids with Down syndrome that I saw that would come through the ER you know, frequently were the kids that had a lot of heart problems or immune system problems and, and different things, and so when... I didn't know anyone else outside of the emergency room that had Down syndrome. So um, I was terrified when Mm -hmm. we found out she had Down syndrome. I just thought our lives are over. Um, Me and my husband um, love to travel. We've spent a lot of time traveling up until we had Indy. And even since we had Indy, we've traveled a lot. But I just had this thought of we're never going to be able to travel again all of our dreams and all of our plans are shattered. Like, you know, I, I really, I just kept saying our lives are over and I was so sad. And I, I also had this feeling of like, we pushed it. Like maybe we weren't supposed to have kids and we did in vitro and all these things. And we, we pushed it too hard and, you know, and it sounds so horrible to say that now because I, I can't even imagine feeling one ounce of, of that feeling now, mm-hmm. like Indy, she, she's incredible and she has changed our lives and changed our entire family's lives. And she has been like the greatest blessing that i more than I could ever imagine. It's hard for me to put into words how amazing she is and how she's changed us for the better. Hmm. But I do love your honesty in that because I'm sure there have been a lot of moms listening that have been in that same situation where they're like, I didn't sign up for this. This is too hard. I'm not equipped. I can't do this. You know, all of these things that come when you haven't had the time to process it, right? You're just given all this new information and it's like, okay, now here's your baby and envision a new vision. Thank you. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so how did you walk through those first weeks and months? And was there a shift in your perspective? And how quickly did that shift come? That is a great question. So my husband, he's wonderful. And it took him like 12 hours. And Mm. he was on board, never looked back, never was like sad after that, you know. He, he was so awesome, and he helped me a lot through it because I took it very hard. And um, I, I think part of it, you know, first-time mom was a huge part of it. I just – I think becoming a mom is shocking anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, anyway, and, um, and then becoming a mom to a child that you 
like you said, you, you didn't expect or that maybe you think you didn't sign up for. It was a lot for me to process. And I just kept thinking, like, I'm not I'm not cut out to be a mom at all. Mm. <laughs> That's how I felt. Wow. But I am not cut out to be this mom. Definitely not at all. And so it was really hard for me. But at the same time, um, in between those feelings of inadequacy and fear and doubt and sadness like I was just so sad um I had so many moments of like this little person is incredible and I knew that she was meant for our family for a special reason and I I didn't know that reason but I just I that was confirmed to me that like she was meant to come this way and she was meant for your family and and so I had these moments of like perfect clarity where I just knew okay this is this is meant to be, she's mine, I love her, she's perfect, I can do this. And then, the, you know, like, 10 minutes later, I was feeling, okay, I can't do this. Mm. So it took me a long time, and honestly, I feel like I didn't fully accept um, Down syndrome until Indy was about one. Mm. So I just had a lot of emotions that first year where as much as I absolutely loved and adored her and felt privileged to be her mom I still doubted myself um so that was tough and then after she turned one it just seemed like all of a sudden acceptance was there and I just loved her more and more every single day and and don't take that wrong it's not that I didn't love her before it's I know like I remember when she was two months old calling my friend crying and saying I love her so much, I can't even, like, bear it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's just a first-time mom thing, or not a first-time mom, a mom thing, where you love these little people so much, it's hard for you to even understand that you can love that much. And even, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how your child comes. Every mom loves their children that way, I think. So, Yeah, and I think as a mom of three boys myself, you just want the very best for them. And in our mom world, we think the best means without challenges, without heartache, without health struggles, right? And so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but anybody that I've spoken with that has had a child with health challenges, it's really just that they want to trade places with them. They would they would take away the challenge or the struggle from them because it's it's hard. It's a harder road in some ways, and it will be harder in some ways for her. But then there's also the opposite of all the beautiful things about her that, yeah, she is perfect the way that she was created to be and the, the way that she showed up into this world. And so I think that, that struggle and that processing comes with accepting challenges are part of life for all of us and we don't get to choose what those challenges are and some of our challenges are on the outside and some of them are invisible but we all have those struggles to go through is that was that kind of in your process thought process as well oh definitely Mm. yes yeah (laughs) and and it's turned out you know from in the beginning where I thought this is going to be really hard and this is something that you know down syndrome is going to now be a part of my life forever and Indy's life forever and I just it was so overwhelming to me to think this is like a lifelong thing this is going to be such a hard life and my my feelings and perspective have completely flipped where it's like this is the greatest joy of my life and she is the biggest blessing of my life and 
I'm so happy that I get that forever. And I hope I get that forever, you know? Right. Yeah, I I know, I know, I can only imagine. But I would think that your experience being an ER nurse prior in any of the children with Down syndrome you saw were medically fragile. And so, yeah, that's not a great way to go into it, being really hopeful for a full and thriving, healthy life because of those challenges that you saw. But were you able to surround yourself with other children with Down syndrome once you had Indy? And did you develop relationships that showed you what was possible with these special children? Yes. In fact, I, I'm so lucky to live, we live in Utah, and I'm so lucky that we live here with this community, this Down syndrome community that we have. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of or follow um, Nothing Down About It, mm-hmm. but she was the first mom that I met. I met her and her cute son, Wells, and she made me feel better immediately. Like, the, the day I met her, It was so comforting to talk with her. It was interesting, though, because after I left from talking with her and seeing how adorable Wells was, I left and I just started bawling. (laughs) And I Mm. just thought, I'm a part of this community that I never wanted to be a part of, you know. And it's so interesting now because anytime a group of us get together from that community, I mean, they're some of my closest friends now. And we always talk about how we wouldn't change our situations or our children or the opportunity we have to be friends or to be there for each other. We wouldn't change that for anything. Like it's been such a gift for all of us. Mm. I love that. Um, So speak to that mom that maybe has recently found out maybe through the fetal screening or at birth that their child has Down syndrome. Speak to that mom who is scared and uncertain just like you were. Yeah. The first thing I would like to say is – to let yourself feel all of the emotions. I know after we found out, I, because of the feelings and thoughts that I had regarding Indy and regarding Down syndrome, I felt so much guilt Mm -hmm. because I thought like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't have these thoughts. Um, And it was really, really hard for me to process just the guilt. And so what I would say is, for that mom to know that it's totally normal to feel all of these emotions from excited because of like the fun things that you're going to enjoy because of down syndrome to, you know, the grief that you feel that for having a child that's different than you planned or hoped for, you know, um, I just would go through those feelings, accept them, acknowledge them and, and move on as you go. But what, what I would also like to say um, is that it will be so much better than you could ever imagine. And I, it's, again, it's hard for me to put into words. I just can't stress it enough that try not to be so scared because the, the joy and the happiness will override any of the problems. I have not met a mom of a child with Down syndrome who hasn't felt that same way, mm-hmm. who hasn't said the same thing that this is the the small challenges that you might face are small and the joys and the happiness you'll get from your child are so so great i love that that is so encouraging and that's true really for any diagnosis and even if your child doesn't have a diagnosis you never know who you're going to birth right you never know what <laughs> yeah. you're going to get and they may have no diagnosis at all and yet i mean my first son is challenging 
to me. And, you know, it's just, just normal, typical stuff, but it doesn't mean it's not challenging and he doesn't have challenges. And so as a mom, we're just so invested in helping them to be the best they can be. You know, it doesn't matter if there's a label on your child or not. We all just want the best for our kids. And so I think hoping that the best is possible regardless, I think that can just – you're right. It can override yeah. any of the fear that you may have for any of your kids. Yes. I love that you brought that up because it's so true. And as I've gone through this mothering journey and being a mom to Indy who has Down syndrome, that is one thing I think all the time is you're right. As moms, we can have challenges with all of our kids. Mm-hmm. And and I've I, Indy's my only child, but with other moms, they – often say that their child with Down syndrome is actually their easiest child. Mm-hmm. So challenges challenges are present, diagnosis or not, you know, any child. So I love that you brought that up. It's such a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so now how old is Indy? She just turned two. Oh, happy birthday to Indy. Oh, my <laughs> yes, gosh. Thank you. Well, tell me about the last few months. So you've had this year – where you have been shifting your mindset, appreciating what you've been given, accepting the diagnosis and what she, you know, what she deals with on a daily basis in a new way, a new perspective, more hopeful. And how was life going and how did things get rocked for you again? <laughs> it just seems so unfair. The, the quota just seems really disproportionate. I'm sorry, Tara. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to not look at it that way. Okay. I start feeling really bad. <laughs> Just kidding. But yes. so yeah, I I always say like we had about this six months of bliss after she turned one, and we traveled a lot. And she's she since birth has been relatively healthy. Um, she had a few holes in her heart when she was born, but most of them closed up on their own and. You know, she didn't need any oxygen, and so we were able to travel, and yeah, she was just a healthy little girl, and I am really, really big into health and nutrition, Um, so I've always fed her really well and gotten her on a good routine of supplements that have helped her be healthy, and then um, this past year, starting in about November, um, she just started getting frequent illnesses so random fevers um croup rsv kind of like ear infections bad things and um sick frequently it was really hard and kind of surprising and then in january we and we just noticed a steady kind of decline in her motivation to develop and motivation to learn new things and do things and we were just kind of like, what's what's going on? She's not as motivated to go walking or to climb the stairs or, you know, she just digressed, digressed developmentally. And it was quite alarming. But yeah. um, in, in January, we went on a trip to Hawaii. We had a trip planned for our 10-year anniversary. And Indy goes everywhere with us. So we were planning to take her. And... Um, we got to Hawaii and I noticed that she was looking pale and um, I was worried about that. But with my background of, you know, medical things, I knew that with all the viruses she had just had, it could be normal that 
she became anemic from fighting off those viruses. So we thought we would just watch it. We were in Hawaii for 10 days. And so um, as we were there, she just started getting more and more pale and she wouldn't stand up and she wouldn't eat. She would eat very little. She was losing weight. She lost two pounds over the course of a month and a half. Wow. Um, it was so scary. And so the last few days we were in Hawaii, I, I said to my husband, I was like, I think she has leukemia. And he's like, oh, no, she doesn't. That's just your nurse talking. You're just being paranoid, you know. And I just knew that something was wrong. She she was getting petechiae under her skin, which are little broken blood vessels under the skin. And it's a hallmark sign for some sort of bleeding disorder, but leukemia is a frequent one. And she wouldn't stand up. She wouldn't walk. She was so fussy. It was terrifying because mm. I just knew in my heart that she had leukemia. And at that point, she was so pale. We were just hoping we could make it home. Um, anyways, so we got home and she was admitted the night that we got home from Hawaii, um, to the hematology cancer transplant unit up at primary children's hospital, which is the hospital that I used to work at. Wow. Um, that was the hardest night of my whole life. <laughs> um, it just, um, being there before, you know, working in that hospital, the hardest cases for me were always the kids that we had to um, diagnose with cancer, a new diagnosis. It was heart, heart-wrenching, and to be then on the other side of that, it was unbelievable. I could not wrap my head around what was happening, and as we walked onto the cancer transplant unit, I, I felt like... It was a weird twilight zone type of thing where I, it, you know, it was like, this can't be real. This isn't my life. This isn't happening. So Indy was diagnosed with myelodysplastic syndrome. And basically for a child with Down syndrome, that's a pre-leukemia. So it's basically leukemia. It's acute leukemia. It's treated in the same way. So we've been doing inpatient chemotherapy since um, early February and we're at the hospital for three to four weeks at a time while Indy, Indy gets chemotherapy for five days and then we have to stay in the hospital after that and wait for her blood counts to recover to a safe level before we can go home because it, it drops all of her blood cell lines virtually to zero so she's really at risk for bleeding, infections, um, different things. So she has to get blood transfusions and platelet transfusions. Um, and then we have to be really careful about making sure she doesn't get sick. Wow. No pressure. Um, no pressure. Uh, had, yeah. Have you and your husband stayed healthy during this time? Cause I'm sure that's a major concern. Yes, definitely. That was a big concern for us. Um, and we have, I feel like it's been a miracle that neither of us have even, had a little sniffle. That is a miracle. That is you know, um, through the winter. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's grace right there. I know. Oh. That's exactly. It. Wow. 
And yeah. so you've been going back and forth a month in, almost a month or whatever, and then a week off and back and forth. And that's for how long? About six months? Yes, about wow. six months. So we started in February and we should finish in August if everything, if everything goes well. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is BioClarity. It's summertime, we're all thinking about our skin and protecting our skin, but are you really doing your best to cleanse and clean your skin? I'm so excited because I found this great clean and green gentle skincare line that helps me to get a naturally glowing skin that's 100% vegan, cruelty-free, and it has a unique ingredient called Floralux that helps to hydrate your skin, soothing away imperfections and blemishes. I've been using their three-step clear skin routine for a few months now, and I have loved the way it has cleared up my skin, reduced my pore size, and leaves me feeling like I just stepped out of the spa. It's awesome. The other nice thing is BioClarity is delivered straight to your door, and it really doesn't get any easier than that. To get started on healthier habits with your skincare, just go to BioClarity.com, and my listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter my code EMP. That's bioclarity.com and enter my code EMP. All right. Thanks, BioClarity. Now let's get back to my amazing conversation with Tara. So tell me, how are you holding up? How are you doing? This has got to be so hard on you. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I feel like, um, I feel like God is really lifting the burden and that's the best way I can put it because uh, I don't I don't know how else we would be getting through this and I just some days I some days I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders and I just think I can't do this anymore you know this is so unbelievably hard and then but most days I feel like we can do this we'll mm-hmm. make it we're almost there you know, and I, I have so much faith that Indy will be healed after this. And so that's what keeps me going is that I've, I've received confirmation that we're doing the right thing. And I believe that she'll be completely healed. And it, it just gives me the hope to, to keep going. Um, yeah, just it, in, endure. Is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Until it's over. <laughs> just yeah. Just endure. It's just a season. It's a season yes. and you just have to endure this season. And yeah, you're going to look back and be like, I cannot believe we did that as a family. Like we did that. We got through it. But I'm sure in the midst of it, you hardly even have time to process which way is up. I can't even yes. imagine your situation. And how is she doing? I think this is what, I mean, it makes me teary even just picturing like no parent wants to see their child sick or suffering or weak or being poked. But I cannot get over just the, the continued joy. I mean, that's really the only way, just the joy that just exudes from her eyes and her laughter. And what are you seeing from your girl? Are you surprised yes. by the way she's handling it? Or did you know, like, no, this is this is Indy? Well, I'm first of all, I'm smiling so big at you describing what you see because it makes me so happy that that's – that's what people see is yeah. that even uh, during the midst of this storm, there's still so much joy and we feel that it's really hard to be sad when you have Indy with you every day. <laughs> mm. So, um, but I, you know, I'm surprised in one way because 
I've always been very terrified of chemotherapy. Um, I'm a very, like, natural mama. So, you know, before this, before Indy getting this, she never even, like, had Tylenol or, you know, I'm just very natural with everything. And so chemotherapy was just terrifying to me, but I have been really impressed with how well Indy is handling it. And I do believe that it's because she had a, a baseline level of, really good help sure you know and and we continue to support her through supplements and herbs and um really nutritious foods during her chemotherapy but she has tolerated it so well and it's not to say that there aren't hard days those days those first you know five days that she gets the chemotherapy while we're in there She's, she doesn't feel good and she gets little fevers and she has low energy and a low appetite and, you know, she gets nauseous and she vomits sometimes and, and those are the things that are, they're heart wrenching to watch. It's, it breaks my heart. Um, but the amazing thing is that even on a day when she's fevering because of the chemotherapy, um, we'll put a cold rag on her head and she just looks at us and smiles and continues to be her cheerful, happy self, even in times when she really doesn't feel good. So it's, she's just incredible. And Mm. man, I just love her so much. (laughs) I bet. Well, I love her too. So I can only imagine how much you love her because I feel like I truly love this girl as well. And the thing is like kids don't know how to fake happiness. Like, they don't know how to put on a brave face for us. They don't know how – they they're not people pleasers by nature. They don't know how at that age. And so mm-hmm. the light in her eyes is just what is in her. It's not that, you know, she's trying to be something that she's not. Like, she's being well taken care of and she knows yeah. it, you know, and – I just think that is such a testament to you and your husband and your mom. I'm obsessed with your mom, too. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. I can see how, why you're so awesome as I see your mom interacting with her as well. But, I mean, she just has – she can feel the love of her team, and you can't fake that. So that – I just really yeah. want to applaud you for – you know, the baseline of health, the continued strength and optimism that you show so that she can, she can muster that herself, you know? Yes. Thank you. That made me emotional hearing you say all of that. I've never thought of it that way, you know, where kids can't, can't fake happiness. It's so true. They're, they're real. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't, and you wouldn't blame her for being the opposite either, because this is a crummy situation. So she could be whatever she wanted to be, and she'd still be cute. But I just, (laughs) there's something about that indie. There's something about that indie. Another thing that struck me on your Instagram is your husband just seems so awesome. Like you said, he is. I love it. He's learning guitar. He's trying to, you know, make this as special experience as possible. And I loved what he said, and you'll have to, you know, correct me if if I get this wrong, but he said something about how really your goal throughout this time in the hospital is anybody that walks into your room, he wants them leaving happier than when they came in. Is that what he said? Or tell me about that that sentiment that you're trying to approach that your hospital stays with. Yes, he is the best, and he did say that. So there was a, there was a time – it's – it can feel pretty somber on a children's cancer unit. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and some days, 
some days when we go out in the halls or it can just feel really sad sometimes. And one day we, we went back into our room and it was kind of a somber feel. And he said, you know, I don't ever want people to come into our room and feel somber or sad, like leave feeling somber or sad. He said, I want everyone that comes into our room to leave feeling happier than when they first came in. And it just filled my heart so much because he's such a good man, but it's true. And that's just kind of been our motto ever since we try to be very happy. We try to always have fun in our hospital room or out in the halls and, you know, Indy just brightens everyone's day. So we go out walking a lot through the halls of the cancer unit and even through the halls of the hospital and Indy just waves to people and smiles to people and everyone (laughs) stops to adore her and we play music on her walker and we just make it a little party through the hospital and it's really fun because a children's hospital can be a heavy place sometimes and so it's been fun even you know on our hard days to go out and brighten other people's day. So. Yeah, and I bet they are so, so grateful for your presence. You may not want to be there. You're ready to be done, I'm sure. But the fact that, well, that's not really your choice right now. Here you are. What can you do with this time and in this season? And the fact that you're even looking out to anybody else to try and brighten their day, that just blows me away. It really, really does, Tara. Oh, thank you. And Brian is just the best because he'll – He'll go out and get us, like, acai bowls as an evening treat, and he'll buy, like, ten of them and bring them back to the cancer unit and go deliver them to other parents or other kids that can eat it or the nurses, and so. Yeah. I bet that makes you very popular. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how you make friends, yeah. Yes. Oh, I You know, we just decided at the beginning of this trial, you know, after we learned, okay, we're going to be inpatient for six months. This is going to be a little bit of a difficult year. Like, what can we make of this situation? And we decided in the very beginning that we were going to make it a good situation and do as much, like, good as we could. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we decided this is going to be a good opportunity for us to spend a lot of time together as a family. So Brian spends a lot of time at, at the hospital with us, and we are learning guitar, and we you know, we're, it's, it's been really, it's been really fun to have that time together, Mm. you know? Yeah, that's amazing. How has this changed your perspective on motherhood? Oh, it's changed everything. (laughs) Um, when she was first diagnosed, I remember, um, kind of these like prayerful, pleading you know of like please don't let this happen please like don't let her get chemotherapy please protect her from this please heal her I promise I'll be a better mom I promise I'll do this I'll do this and you know it was it was interesting my way of like trying to wrap my head around it and after I realized like no this is real this is happening it was just every feeling inside of me was like nothing else matters like it's been such a a good change for me and my my perspective on what's important in life and it's like nothing else matters besides my baby besides Mm -hmm. Indy you know and so it's made me 
you know, during the times that we're home and I have time with her and we can play, I really want to invest my time in Indy. I want to play with her. I want to be with her. You know, my phone gets picked up a lot less and it's, it's been really good that way um, to kind of just teach me what really is important as a mom. Um, every mom just wants their children to be happy and healthy and, you know, we need to invest time in that. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't I'm have... so grateful to be a mom, to have Indy, to have the time with her that I do. Like even when we're stuck at home and it seems like a long day, you know, we all know those days where you're like, wow, it's only three o'clock. Yeah. How many more hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's made me appreciate those days so much more. It's made me appreciate the small things in life so much more. Like I get to cook in my own kitchen today and I get to make dinner and I get to, you know, play with Indy and read her stories at home. It's, it's been really nice. Yeah, that is, that's incredible. A question came to my mind. This may be a challenging question to answer, maybe something you haven't thought about, but um, do you think that your experience with handling this so well and processing this the way that you have and having a hopeful vision and an approach of joy and everything, do you think you are better equipped to handle this specific challenge because of the challenge and the processing you did with Indy's first Down syndrome diagnosis and walking that path and understanding that sometimes visions just look different. Futures and your path for your family, it looks different sometimes. Um, But it doesn't mean it's bad or it's wrong or hard can't be beautiful. Do you think you've approached this differently because of that? Yes, 100%. That's such a good um, thought for you to pick up because I I feel that way Hmm. entirely. I know that processing... Down syndrome was like the best thing for me to be able to handle this. Yeah. And and you, you said it all. It is, you know, life, it rarely goes the way that we plan or the way that we think it will. But that doesn't mean that it's not good. And in fact, it's usually even better, you know, and, and most people would probably think, well, how is it even better when you had to, you know, go through infertility, then have a child with Down syndrome, and then now she has cancer, you know. But at all the experiences we've had, the relationships, um, the way that it's improved, like our relationship with God, you know, it's like everything has been so good and it's better than we would have ever written. I would never in a million years, you know, ask for for mm-hmm. this path, but it's been a, a really good thing and there have been so many miracles seen and so many blessings and Yes, absolutely. Like, mm. life rarely goes as we plan, but it usually goes better. It does. What do you never want to forget about this particular time in your life? Indy's joy and the way that she brings so much joy to everybody. I've been really blown away at the support and love we receive on social media, in real life, from friends and family, but also from people who don't even really know us. And it's been incredible to see so many people come together in faith and prayer to pray for Indy and us. And we really just feel lifted up. And it's, you know, I get, I get messages from people that say things like, I don't usually pray, but I've been praying for Indy. And it, wow. it, it just warms my heart so much. I 
it's incredible. She has such a strong impact on people and even people like you who have never really met her in real life, you know, just see her through social media. She, she just radiates joy and light and goodness and it, it's impacting hundreds of people and it's, it is incredible to, to watch. It's incredible to be her mom and to witness that. Yeah. Her reach has been huge and you know, it might be just a, you know, a bright spot in somebody's day, but it might be life changing for another to be like a mom that holds and hugs their child a little bit tighter or puts their phone away a little bit more often or is grateful for the minor challenges they're facing because they're grateful to not be bound in a hospital, right? Like you never really can anticipate the reach of something like this, I'm sure. Yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, and is there anything that anybody has done or said um, that has been helpful? Because I think sometimes people are great at showing up and rallying in these types of situations, and then there's some times where we don't know what to say or what to do, and so then we just kind of feel paralyzed and do nothing. So what would you tell somebody that is wanting to reach out to somebody like you in your situation, or just if you're going through a challenging time, is there anything that you've learned that, that you would do for somebody else in that kind of situation? Yes, definitely. We have received, I mean, wow, it's been incredible the amount of people who have rallied around us, just like you said. Um, I will say that the the things that have been most helpful and encouraging for us, I love, love, love when I post something um, and I get comments like, she's so strong, she can do this, like she's a warrior, you guys have got this, you can do it, mama, those types of comments. It it just gives me motivation to keep going, and it it's so encouraging. And and it's harder for me. I really I try to post like just positive things because I because if I post something that's sad, then the it tends to make other people feel sad. But then the comments are sad, and it makes me feel sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I do better when we get encouraging comments. Like instead of someone saying, "Wow, I'm so sorry," like how difficult or that's not fair you guys have been through so much which it's okay to say that um but the things that have really helped me and what I've learned is a way that I can help support others is to be a cheerleader yeah you know like you guys can do it if there's anyone that can do this it's you guys Indy is so strong she's got this like we're so proud of her we're so proud of you you know those types of comments they really you know, just keep us going. That is great. That is great to know. And for people that do say, you know, I'm so sorry or whatever, following it up with a positive comment or yeah, just being, being hopeful, showing up, you're never going to, you know, it's never going to be the wrong thing to show up and just say like, what, what can I do? I'm here for you. I don't know what to say. Right. And, and just, just be there. That has been so, so helpful when we have friends or neighbors or family who really just show up, you know, like for, for our move, for example, on Saturday, I had a friend that she's like, do you need help? And I just said, I don't know what I need, you know? And she said, I'm getting a babysitter and I'm coming over and I'll just go to work. Mm. And it was like, she unpacked my whole house, you know? And it's just things like that where I've learned instead of asking someone, what can I do for you? Or let me know if you need anything to just say, hey, I'm going to come over 
I'm going to help you, or I'm going to bring you lunch at the hospital today. What would you like? Or, you know, instead of saying, please let me know if I can do something for you to just say, I'm going to do this. Tell me when is a good time, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're waiting for somebody in a really hard time to take the energy and the thought process to reach out to you, like it's probably not going to happen. So just saying, okay, I'm free on Friday night. Can I stay at the hospital while you go on a date or whatever it is? You know, I'm sure that those things have been invaluable. Yes. I love it. Tara, I want to be best friends with you. I feel like we kind of are. (laughs) I... I hope you know what a cheerleader I am for your family and for Indy. Um, You are so right that what you've put out is not just a sad situation, which it could be. It is such a source of joy and hope and inspiration and perspective for me every day when I see her face and see her with her walker charging through the halls of the hospital. Like I just crack up and I show my kids and I say, look at this little girl. Like you're bummed that you didn't get to go to a friend's house. Look at her. Look at her enjoying her life. Like you can enjoy your life no matter where you are or what you're going through. And she will just continue shining so brightly and your whole family is. So I just really want to acknowledge you for for how you are handling this so beautifully. And even I'm sure in the moments when you're like, oh, well, you didn't see this part of it, that's fine too. And I think that's what we've really heard is like you, you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. But I want to thank you for showing me a perspective of what is possible when you lead with joy and lead with faith. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You're so sweet. It just really, like I said before, warms my heart so much that that's – what you see from watching our journey. That's my goal. That's what I hope everyone sees. So thank you. Good. Well, I always ask my guests just one final question, Tara, and it is this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh, man. (laughs) That working out and snowboarding and hanging out with friends and all those things that you love to do so much aren't even like a tiny bit of the joy you'll feel once you become a mother Mm. um motherhood is challenging we all know that and there are very hard moments and hard days but like the joy outweighs any of the hardships so much it's it's unbelievable so um just that it's all going to be worth it no matter what happens no matter who your child is it's all going to be worth it and it's going to bring you satisfaction and joy yeah Love it. Where can people find you online, Tara? Um, our Instagram and Facebook is um, Terabell, T-E-R dot B-E-L-L-E. Okay. And my blog is terabell.com, T-E-R-A-H-B-E-L-L-E dot com. Perfect. Awesome. I'm going to link to yeah. everything in the show notes at Extraordinary Moms Podcast so people can follow along. They're not going to want to miss out on this journey. And uh, and oh, can I just say one more thing I loved? I, I, just, I could just keep going on raving about you and your family. <laughs> but when you were so sad over the loss of her pigtails or the potential loss and you're like, oh, could she be any cuter with these pigtails? And then you saw her cute bald head and you're like, oh, she's cuter. She's cuter. <laughs> I loved that. I really didn't know she could be cuter, and that little bald head just is the sweetest thing. I love her. And it was hard to imagine because she was so darn cute. It's like it seems impossible to get cuter. It really, 
logically does. And so I understand yes. the concern, but it just goes to show that our limited understanding of what we know to be true right this second is not always accurate because she got cuter. <laughs> You're so right. You have great perspective. Yes. Oh, Tara, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy your new house. I will continue following along on this journey for Indy. Good luck with the next hospital stay. I know you probably are kind of dreading it, but also anxious for it to be over. So we're just pulling for you and Indy and just wishing the very best for your family. Yes. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you today. You guys, I am so grateful for Tara that she was able to fit in an hour interview with me throughout this really challenging season of her life, but I hope that this talk that we had today will serve as a timestamp of a time in her life that was incredibly challenging, but I pray that she'll be able to look back and think, look what we did. Look what we got through as a family. Look how we found the joy even amidst how hard that was. I hope they can see how extraordinary they truly are in what she shared today because we all see it. We all see it. And we just hope the very best for Indy, her continued health and strength and healing. Let this chapter be over soon, Lord. <laughs> let it be over soon. But we're grateful that she let us into their life a little bit today. And I hope that you'll follow along on Instagram. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Cute pictures of Indy and her family and Tara. That's over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com along with past episodes as well. Thank you so much for sharing the show and for being so supportive. You guys are the best. Hope you're having a great summer as well. Coming up this Friday, I have an interview with Catherine Middlebrooks. Catherine is the founder of BRB Yoga. I found out in the context of our interview that her family actually sold their home to hit the road. They're literally going all around the country in an RV and I speak to her in a completely different place than where she normally lives. That was unbeknownst to me at the time. But we're going to specifically talk about postpartum health and fitness and how we're really not addressing many of the changes that happen in our body postpartum. And when we ignore those factors, we're either disappointed with the results, we create greater injuries, and it's just hard to come back, right? And so we're going to talk about helpful breathing exercises, other exercises that can help rebuild our abdominals, our pelvic floor, and just get us back into feeling healthy and feeling like movement feels good again. Postpartum is anybody after they have a baby. It's not just the six weeks after, it is six weeks and beyond for the rest of your life. You're forever postpartum. So I hope you'll tune in on Friday for that in really informative episode that I learned a lot as well. So thanks for tuning into the podcast and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.